My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 129 of The Kate Show. And today we have one of those awkward, sticky, gray area topics. And because the home industry is also a creative industry, it's something that we need to talk about, okay? We need to talk about this hard stuff today, and just bear with me. So I recently, just for fun, googled what to do when someone copies your business. And interestingly, I got some pretty sparse results and it made me realize that I needed to talk about this because more people need to be talking about this entire business copycat knowledge theft thing that tends to plague the creative and the home industry. So if you're wondering, wait a minute, did somebody copy Kate's business? Well, (laughs) you'd be right about five times over at this point. But it's not just my business that has been copied in various forms. I've actually watched over the past year, especially as professionals that I respect and admire have had their years of knowledge stolen from them, repackaged, and sold. Now, I'm not going to go into specifics of who and what and when or, you know, whatever, but I will talk about why, because the why is super important. But if you're looking for an example so that you can understand exactly what we're talking about here, Many of you might remember an incident that happened, oh, I think it was back in like 2018, in which real-life interior designers' work was being copied by a direct-to-consumer brand, and they were creating digital renderings of those same spaces, but adding in their products. And the photos, of course, looked wonderful, but a lot of designers got understandably upset because those designs were theirs, and they were just taken by this other brand and they were not given credit, and it was really something that was circumventing working directly with the designer and letting people just do a lot of DIY design. Now, of course, there were a lot of discussions around this as far as, well, if those people are going to DIY their design anyway, they're not my client, I don't really care. But there is just something that feels gross about that, you know? A lot of people were understandably upset. There were a lot of discussions in different Facebook groups, And unfortunately, that was not the first or the last incident where someone has taken someone else's work. So if you have had this experience, well, my condolences. I hope that the rest of you never have this experience because it is just awful. I hope that you never have to feel that queasy feeling that just climbs higher and higher in your throat when you realize someone actually attempted to use you as their entrepreneurial shortcut. But if it does happen to you, I hope that you're going to find some camaraderie and comfort in what I am sharing today. So if you've ever worried that your colleagues might become your competitors, or worse, your imitators, this episode of The Kate Show is for you. Now, to be clear, I do not have all the answers, and the way I've chosen to handle these situations might surprise you. I hope this episode opens your eyes, at the very least, to the knowledge theft that plagues our industry, and I hope it redefines and deepens the value you place on your own brand and your own copyright. Once you realize why people are imitating your business, or directly copying it rather, and once you realize what it means for their businesses, you won't actually be as upset with them as you might be right now. You might even feel sorry for them. I know that's a tall order, but stick with me. All right, guys, let's conquer this topic. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If 
you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. The three big things we need to answer today are, number one, why do people become business copycats? Number two, what are examples of knowledge theft versus just resharing common knowledge? And number three, what are the natural outcomes of a knowledge theft situation? So let's just get right into it. Why do other business owners copy you? Well, in short, these copycats tend to lack originality, and they might also lack the confidence or the ability or the experience required to produce their own marketable ideas. By marketable, I just mean things that tend to sell really well and they kind of get their own publicity just because they're that innovative. The problem is that these copycats are often out of touch with their own brand, so they're not really sure about who they are, and they focus more on their colleagues than they do on their own clients. So they're not sure who they are, and they're not sure who they're serving, and that makes for one very confused business owner. So it can just happen by default that the copycat is not intending to be a copycat, but they see someone in their industry who is more successful, maybe has a little bit more experience, or maybe they have less experience, but they're still more successful, at least at face value. And as a follower situation, uh, someone will just look at them and say, okay, I want what they have, so I'm just going to do what they're doing because that's working for them, so hopefully it'll work for me. And of course, that is, you know, some pretty innocent intentions. Those are innocent intentions, but not everyone has innocent intentions, okay? Being a copycat is not actually a crime, and it has been said that imitation is the highest form of flattery. And unfortunately, that is true, because if another business owner idolizes what you do and perceives your success to be exactly what they want for themselves, they might unintentionally follow you step for step. So again, they're not always trying to rip you off. They might just be a loyal fan, and that's really flattering, but oh so frustrating. But now let's look at the other side of the coin. We've got knowledge theft versus just resharing common knowledge or idolizing you. Knowledge theft is the grayest of gray areas to describe, yet ironically, you will totally know it if it happens to you. For example, I have a proprietary method of managing social media and some very unique opinions regarding how it should be handled. Now, a few years ago, I ran across a video of someone sharing my information, which is fantastic. They can totally do that. But here's the problem. It was word for word from a past blog post I had written. They were using my post as a script in their video, but they didn't credit me. They, in fact, started their own business doing something similar. And in that video, they were just, again, using my blog post as a script. And then in the comments of the video, they were gladly accepting all the accolades because people who were watching the video were saying, oh, wow, this is so genius. And they didn't give Socialite credit. So... I have no idea how I found that video, but you'd better believe that I commented. And I said, I totally agree. In fact, I said that word for word in a blog post last year. Now, was that comment enough for them to give me credit? No, it just made things awkward, but it also made me feel a little better. Now, another example. A year or two later, I received a DM on Instagram from a longtime follower of mine saying that she had just found another business that had copied my services, my verbiage, my pricing model. I didn't even bother looking at it at this point because I was pretty familiar with that situation already. However, here's how I already knew. I actually got new leads that became customers because they first found the copycat company, were very dissatisfied, even though the prices were lower. Then they came to me and they decided that just because socialite prices were higher, 
the visuals were better, they realized it would be well worth the investment, and then I got new customers. So that is the thing we have to look at here. It's so ironic, but just know that if someone is copying you, they'll never be as good as you because they're not you. Now they could go be great as themselves, but they have to learn how to stand in their own space with their own brand, with their own niche market and target client and go for it that way, just like you're doing right now. The knockoff brand is never as good as the original. So that said, knowledge theft is duplicating someone else's message without adapting it to your own brand and your own audience, and also refusing to credit your source, which could totally turn into a copyright infringement lawsuit pretty quickly. Not good, right? We don't like the L word. Common knowledge, however, is not proprietary, which means it's much less exciting to share, and it's going to garner a lot less attention. So if you just say, oh, well, you know, experts say you should post on Instagram X amount times per week, that's common knowledge. Of course, you can share that information. But businesses that are seeking to grow quickly without putting in the effort are going to look for exciting new ideas or concepts they can just regurgitate to their audience or sell in a course or put on their podcast or repeat in a video in hopes that they're going to be seen as the originator of that concept or idea. And that strategy works well for them until it doesn't. And that's the part that copycat businesses don't think about. Imitating someone else's brand or business will wreck your reputation because it will eventually come to the surface always. The creative industry, the home industry, it's a very close-knit thing, and people talk. Friends, we can recover from a recession in business. We can recover from a pandemic, but the stain of a character flaw like that tends to stick with a business longer than a bad tattoo on the face of a college student. I'm serious here. All right, so let's pause for a second. Let's catch our breath. Mainly, I need to catch my breath because, guys, I get fired up about this. Now, let me just say why I'm fired up. I am not worried about all the copycats out there that have been following Socialite. But what does make me so frustrated is when I see this stuff happening to my friends in the industry. And they don't do what I do. They're not offering the same services. They're not even serving the same clients. But I see them getting ripped off and duplicated and copied and their information repackaged and sold. And it's just heartbreaking because I know how many years of their life they dedicated to honing their different processes and, and gathering up the information that came from their own experience. And some of these people, you know, they're in the design world and some of these people are in the coaching world and it's just so frustrating. So when I say all of this in today's episode, I'm not really saying it to call out anyone who might be accidentally or directly copying someone else, but more so to the rest of you, I just want you guys to be aware that this is happening. And it's a beautiful time right now where so many people can start businesses, but they have to start the right ones and they have to start them for the right reasons and not just do what someone else is doing because they think, well, that's going to make me a lot of money really fast. Because got to tell you, if they're in it for the money, they're in it for the wrong reasons. All right, I digress. Now let's just talk about if the situation happens to you, how do you call these people out? Or do you even do that? This is where things get a little hairy. Quite honestly, when I see someone imitating another business owner, I contact that primary business right away. And people have done the same for me, which I always appreciate. But from there, we as the original business owners have a tough decision to make. We have to either call out the perpetrator or assume it was accidental or find the middle ground, which often equates to addressing the issue but not pursuing legal action. And there is no right answer to this, and I've honestly taken nearly all these options. 
Sometimes the situation, when I addressed it, resulted in a professional apology, which is great and always good to know that maybe the tension wasn't to copy, but they just felt inspired and took it a little too far. Other times the situation continued in deliberate denial, but those businesses also, from what I've seen, they tend to yield bad reviews for other reasons, and they also tend to unravel quickly. And then there are other times I just chose to let it go. And that's something that I learned from my own coach, who has been copied more times than I can count. She taught me the value of taking the high road, knowing with certainty that the knockoff brand is never as good as the original and that our copycats will always be waiting on our next move, making this less of a competition and more of a follow-the-leader situation. So, spoiler alert, if you're being copied, you are the leader. Congrats. Fun, right? What goes around tends to come around. While you might end up taking legal action, just know that it's not the only recourse and that the natural course of these situations will often end up in your favor. Now on the flip side, how can we make sure that we are not the copycat? I have to often check myself for this because it's not a crime I want to commit and I certainly don't want to be a hypocrite. So I ask myself, am I regurgitating information without giving credit to the owner? Or am I sharing my perspective on that topic after developing my own method and tactic? as it makes sense for my brand and my target client. And it should always be the latter. Sharing knowledge is never wrong. It's a beautiful thing, as long as you're crediting the source. Being inspired by someone else's business, their pricing model, their service packages, or even their portfolio is also not wrong. But if you find yourself tempted to copy and paste their website verbiage or duplicate their designs, be it for a virtual rendering or your new logo or something else, you need to check yourself. What they are doing might be great for them, and honestly, you can't really know for sure at face value, but you can be certain it will not be great for you. Your brand, your service offerings, and your marketing should be aligned with your ideal client, and you should be so busy serving them that you do not have time to stalk your colleagues or your competitors. And in fact, if you have a niche market and a target client, you are going to naturally eliminate your own competition, or at least most of them. So to everyone, I say, just be aware that knowledge theft is a real thing. And if you end up seeing some businesses that look uncannily similar, it might be a good time to start questioning, okay, which business was here first? Because the original business is going to likely give you a much better experience and a better bang for your buck. And as a designer, stager, organizer, fabricator, window treatment business, you also need to be aware that if somebody tries to copy you or part of what you do, even if it's something seemingly small, like you had this great ad created and it took you a lot of time or a lot of money to produce, and then your competitor just walked in and ripped off exactly the same design and started using it, you can certainly address that. You have every right to reach out and say, hey, I don't want to assume this was intentional, but here is what it looks like, and is there a way we can prevent this from happening again? So you don't have to be silent, but also you don't have to say something either. And this is where I, as a follower of God, have to be so careful and pray about it, think about it, talk to a few people that I trust, because these situations are so sticky. And at the end of the day, the original business is still going to prosper. So it's not really something that you need to freak out about and say, oh, they're going to steal my business because they might for a time, but those people will end up coming back to you if they were meant to be with you. And of course, that's again, my faith talking and coming from a place of that faith and not of fear. So I hope this has never happened to you, but chances are, if you're good at what you do, you're going to get copied in some fashion by someone at some point in your career, maybe many times over. But 
it's not the end of the world. It's something to just be aware of. And if you see a business that is copying another business, just go tell that original business. Do not blast it on social media and start tagging them. Don't try to slander their name because that's really unprofessional. And that's why I'm not naming any of the businesses who have copied me or who have copied my friends in the industry, honestly, because that's not professional and that will not fix the issue. The issue starts at the heart. It starts at the intention of the business owner. And you know, business is hard, guys. We all know this. It is so hard to start a business and it can be very tempting to take a few shortcuts, but those will never serve us well in the end and they certainly won't serve our clients well in the end. So we just have to be aware of our intentions and assume the best intentions in other people and then address things as they need to be addressed. Now, there are some situations, especially in marketing, where I know some people are going to be so tempted or just overly inspired and they might end up copying what their colleague is doing because they're just like, I don't have the time or the resources to do this for myself. So if I see what they're doing and it's working for them, can't I just like take it and tweak it a little? Well, that's that's dangerous, guys, because you have to make sure that your marketing and your service packages are aligned with your ideal client. So the first thing you have to go back to is who is your ideal client? Because once you figure out who that is, the colleague that you admire so much, their branding might be totally off for that client. And the last thing you want to do is have branding that's off. So I want you to go back to who that ideal client is and work forward from there. Until you know who your ideal client is, you really can't effectively market and you really can't grow a business either. Now, there is one thing in particular that people tend to want to copy and paste when it comes to their marketing, and that is website verbiage. And I know writing can be hard, especially for a website, because it's like about SEO and the keywords and talking to your ideal client. And oh my goodness, like what a headache, right? Well, that's why the Squarespace website templates that we've developed here at Socialite actually have verbiage prompts that ensure the writing on your website is going to be unique to you. It's going to align with your target client and it will not be a copy and paste situation because we could have written all the verbiage for you in those templates, sure, but it would not have been good for your local SEO, like your geographic area. It would not have been good for your, like, in general SEO because if websites have the same verbiage on them, Google will see that and penalize you for it by having you rank lower and lower in search results. So if you're like, all right, I'm really struggling, I really, honestly, I do just want to copy and paste someone's website text. Don't do it. Instead, head over to katethesocialite.com, go to services. From there, you'll be able to find either custom website design or our template website, and you can get all your needs met there for your website. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this rather unique topic today. If you have any stories you want to share, any different ways you've handled being copied in business, head over to my free Facebook group, Marketing for Home Pros, where we can talk all about it. And again, for your website stuff, head over to katethesocialite.com. I'll see you there. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com, where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.